And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Gisclair here. We hope that you guys are having a wonderful start to your week. I'm not going to lie, man. This has been a, a kind of a shoddy start to the week for me. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. Everything's okay personally. It's just, man, fighting allergies and coughing and sneezing and runny nose, watery eyes. <laughs> and here's the thing. Everybody that I know has the same problem. Everybody right now, like my mom's got it. My friends have got it. Ken, who just got off of Talk on the Bayou, he's talking about how he's hoarse and he's coughing. And every single person that I know is fighting the same thing. So we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to piece things together. We're surviving here in Louisiana where one day the weather's in the 30s, the next day the weather's in the 80s, and the day after that it's in the 50s, and it's back in the 70s again, then it's in the 40s. and It's like a, a roulette wheel. Whichever ball or whichever number the ball lands on is the temperature for the next day. We're fighting it. We're struggling. We're trying to figure out a way to survive this craziness that is southeast Louisiana in March, but we'll make it happen. You guys are not here to hear me whine about my uh, allergy symptoms. You guys are here to have me talk about sports, and that's what we're going to do in the next segment. We're going to go to Brian Colley, the South Louisiana High School Athletic Director. He's uh, going to be fired up to give us a rundown of everything happening over in Tarpon land. Um, rough weekend for the Tarpon baseball team. More about that in just a second. Um, but then we'll also talk about the NCAA tournament. We've got 16 teams left. We'll talk some college baseball. We'll talk some World Baseball Classic. We'll get our W's and L's. All that and more throughout the course of the next 90 or so minutes. So as we often say here on the show, if you're at work, if you're sitting at the office desk, uh, open up that Excel spreadsheet, pop you open a Coke, Diet Coke, go get you some coffee. Maybe coffee would be better on a cold day like today. Uh, put your feet on the old the footrest there, relax, get a little work done, and listen to us talk some sports over the next 90 or so minutes. We'll have a great time. If you're on the road, be safe. Put the radio dial up. Let's fire away. Over the weekend, it was a busy time for our local baseball teams. Some res results are good. Some results are bad. And the 5A side of things, Central Lafouche has been struggling. They have lost now several games in a row. They lose to Brother Martin 8-3 on Saturday. The Trojans are now currently sitting right at number 24 in Division I non-select with a 10-8 and record on the year. <clears throat> the Trojans have played very difficult competition in the last seven or so days, and they've kind of gotten beat up a little bit as a result. East St. John falls to Bell Chase, 19-3. Bell Chase puts it on East St. John pretty strong. HL Bourgeois falls to Assumption, 16-2, but then beats Morgan City 10-0. So a big win for the Braves, but it's also a big loss for the Braves. Hanville drops a close one to Brother Martin, 8-7. to seven. So Hanville falls to Brother Martin, the same Brother Martin team that beat Central Lafouche. Hanville also loses to Jesuit, 3-1. to one. So a tough day for Hanville. They play two on Saturday. They play two of the New Orleans Power Private Schools and drop a couple of close ones. Let's see, also in 5A, Terrebonne beats Riverdale, 8-7 to seven over at the Lutcher Tournament. Terrebonne sitting in good position. They are currently number 23 in the Division I non-select power ratings with 11 wins on the season. So good victory for Terrebonne. 4A, Ellender plays two. Win one, lose one. They defeat Fisher 2-1. Fall to Haynes Academy 3-1. That's over at the uh, Higgins Tournament. 
And it's just a continuation for Ellender of what we've been seeing, man. It's an Ellender team that more so than at any other time that I could remember watching Ellender teams, they pitch it. They pitch. Ellender teams usually would win games like 11 to 7, 13 to 8. Now they're winning ball games like 4 to 2. Like they pitch and they play defense. That's usually been their Achilles heel. It's not anymore. They're doing an excellent job of making the routine plays. They're doing an excellent job of getting back into the dugout. And if they start swinging it the way that Ellender is capable of swinging it, they're going to be in this thing all the way to the end. So they split a pair out of the Higgins tournament. We told you about Assumption and HL Bourgeois. <clears throat> also in 4A, Morgan City lost to Bourgeois, as we told you about a minute ago. They also lost to Dunham 8-3 to over at the Thibodeau tournament. South Lafouche. Whew, things are getting rough for South Lafouche. They lose two over the weekend, six to three against Dunham, and they lose eight to one against E.D. White. South Lafouche lost to a Dunham team that committed eight errors in the game. Your opponent committed eight errors, and you only scored three runs, and then you just get shoved by Weimer in game two on Saturday. Weimer's awesome. You know, he just throws super hard, locates really well. He's not a bad hitter either. Hit a home run in the game. E.D. White puts it on South Lafouche eight to one. We knew the Tarpons would have growing pains, right? You don't replace your entire team without having some form of growing pains. The 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 test of how successful their season is going to end up being is coming right now. <clears throat> you hit that midseason wall. Can you climb over the wall? Or do you fall down to the base of the wall and kind of stumble the rest of the way? And those tests are going to be decided in the coming days as you start district play and play some really big and really important non-district games as well along the way. South Terrebonne loses to Catholic of Baton Rouge over the Hanville Tournament 7-2, and then they tie Holy Cross 1-1. They ran out of sunlight out there and tie Holy Cross. So they get a, win, a loss and they get a tie. Vanderbilt beats Ponchatoula. Vanderbilt had a big Saturday, getting a big win over Ponchatoula 6-4. 3A. Berwick loses to St. Pius of Texas 2-1. We told you about E.D. White beating South Lafouche. See what other local results we've got. In A, Homa Christian School played a doubleheader with Hanson. They win 1-4-1. <clears throat> Lose the other 6-1. Homa Christian School just continuing to struggle to score. If they could score runs, they would be just such a prolific team because they pitch so damn well, but they're struggling to score runs. Single A CCA was off, so we talk about Central Catholic of Morgan City. They fall to St. Charles 13-1. St. Charles puts it on pretty good there in a, a big matchup out there between two really good programs. Today, Terrebonne hosting Berwick. Thibodeau traveling to take on Bell Chase. Uh, looks like that's pretty much it for the area. Let's see. CCA's off. Homa Christian's off. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the area. So some local teams trying to battle back bounce back after some tough weekends and some local teams also trying to stay hot after some strong weekends. How about the Thibodeau High School baseball team? They're currently number 10 in the state in Division 2 non-select with a 12-5 and record. They're the high watermark right now. The program that's looking like they're playing the best uh, of all the local teams maybe right now. They and Vanderbilt. Uh, E.D. White ain't doing too bad either. Breaking news from Louisiana high school baseball scene. Barb is not invincible, folks. Barb is not invincible. They actually lost a game this weekend to maybe the other best team in the state of Louisiana. They were playing Sam Houston in a two-game district uh, series. Sam Houston entered the series 14-0. Barb entered the series 18-0. Something's got to give, right? 
Barr beat Sam Houston in game one, three to one. They lose game two, four to two. So Barb is capable of being beaten. Sam Houston is capable of being beaten. The problem for the rest of the state is it might only be against one another that they're capable of being beaten. But we'll follow that throughout the next several weeks as we lead closer towards postseason. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brian Colley at South LaFouche High School. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. I am Dean Sava, candidate for Greater LaFouche Port Commission seat E. Please vote for me, Dean Sava, on March 25th, a lifelong resident of the 10th Ward. Our work towards reducing the millage being collected, preserve the current structure of the Port Commission, and no conflicts of interest. I am retired and able to commit to time serving as a commissioner. Please vote for Dean Sava, Greater LaFouche Port Commission seat E. Paid for by the Dean Sava Campaign Fund. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. 
Come on in and check them out. Special APRs low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Looking for a job that matters? Ever thought of becoming a lifeguard? Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Splashdown is looking for people who love water, sunshine, and the opportunity to play a real role in the safety of others. Whether you're looking for a second job or a summer position, becoming a Hurricane Harbor lifeguard is a truly rewarding experience. Join our amazing team of lifeguards from all stages of life. Great pay, flexible schedules, employee events, along with serious benefits including paid training and free tickets. Apply at SixFlagsJobs.com today. Hi. My name is Reggie Ledet. I am running for the Greater Lafourcheport Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Reggie Ledet Campaign Fund. Juice! Juice, please! Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Monday and it's 11.45. Well, roughly, we're a little bit later than 11.45, but that's okay. It's still plenty of time to go to South Foosh High School and have Coach Brian Colley, the athletic director, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. We are, man. Look, hey, you're the athletic director at South Foosh High School, so I know that you're in charge of, like, athletic budgets and making sure everything's okay. So my first question is, like, BJ and Brody and Justin, and, like, have they ordered championship rings for what they did this weekend? Like, are are they going to be able to fit that in the budget? Well, uh, by the time we pay the judges off, our budget's going to be a little... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, yeah, they're going to want to win. Uh, they they're going to want to order a ring. For those of you who are, don't know what we're talking about, we were at the Kobe Seminole Memorial Foundation cook-off, and a lot of the South Lafouche High School coaches were um, cooking at the event, and they won first prize. So Coach BJ and Justin, and they made a uh, – actually, the ring should go to Mr. James Otan. It was his recipe that they used, right? Like, all the credit should go to Mr. James, right? Well, hey, they're like a good coach. You steal stuff from different uh, <laughs> from different coaches or whatever, and whatever works you uh, – you keep doing. Yeah. On a more serious note, we're following the Tarpon baseball program right now. And ew, it was a rough weekend. They lose a game against Dunham, a game where Dunham committed eight errors and the Tarpons couldn't take advantage. Then you face maybe the best pitcher in our area and Tyler Weimer and get locked up pretty good. It's now a pretty lengthy losing streak for South Lafourche, and it doesn't get any easier. You got two games this week in the midweek. Oh, yeah, both against state champions. So that's going to be very challenging. The Tarpons have got to get right quick, but they've got to get right against some of the best teams in Louisiana. It's going to be tough. You know, in case we, we spoke about this after the first couple of weeks of the season, 
uh, Torpen started off what seven and oh eight and oh wherever it was, and uh, we were like, look, they're, they're playing some teams that they should be beating, quite frankly, and you know they did, they did what they had to do, and uh, they lost the last six out of seven, but they're playing better competition, and um, and some of these games they were close. They were right there to win the game. It just didn't happen. The ball didn't bounce their way uh, in a couple of games. But uh, they're going to have a tough week coming up. Now, the good thing about it is you're going to stretch your season where you're going to start playing your district games, but it's a lot of teams that you're playing have a lot of wins. So you can bounce right back. If you get a couple of victories, you can bounce right back into the, uh, the top 24 in Division One. You know, i got to ask you this, and I think I know the answer to this, but Thursday, scheduled home against Lutcher. I'm looking at the weather forecast. It should be sunny every day until Thursday. Like, we're going to be able to play that game in Galliano, right? Yeah, I have all the confidence in the world uh, that field will be ready. Uh, I'm hoping tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest where they're going to release the field to us so that uh, we can start having our home games there. But I'm pretty confident that we'll get a uh, Randolph Shipyard, look, they, uh, they're doing a tremendous job for, uh, for, the, for us and for the school board and getting both softball and baseball fields ready. And, you know, it ran into a couple of hiccups here and there, but uh, they adjusted, and um, it, it should be ready to go on Thursday. The NCAA tournament is chaos, as we expected that it might, that might be. Hell, as we predicted that it might be. We've got... Multiple number one seeds who are out. Kansas is gone. Purdue is gone. We've got multiple of the other number two seeds who are out. Marquette is gone. Arizona is gone. We've got 16 teams left. we got several. Cinderella still alive. Arkansas is still there. Florida Atlantic still there. Princeton is still there. Coach, we've got also some big powerhouses like Alabama and Houston and Texas and some of the best in the country what do you make of it, man? 16 teams are left. It's been wild. It's been chaotic, but it's also been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it, it has. It's been some great games. And, uh, yeah, chaotic is a good way to describe it. And it's like that every year. But uh, this year, going into the tournament, it's just so wide open. A number of teams could, you know, have a great shot at, at winning it. And uh, a couple of number one seeds get knocked out. Some number two seeds get knocked out uh, early. So it's gonna, you're going to see which team is going to get hot. And you just, you know, coaching makes a difference. Look at Michigan State. I mean, they, they, they were kind of under the radar the entire season. Then all of a sudden, they started to peak at the right time. Arkansas, they've been there in the past. Uh, they punched their ticket back to the Sweet 16. So still a number of, of teams can win it. Uh, if Alabama can stay consistent. You know, they live and die by the three ball a lot. If they can stay consistent, I, I kind of like their chances now. Eric Musselman and his uh, Arkansas team got a victory over Kansas 72-71, to and then he proceeded to take his shirt off and go and celebrate with the student section. So let me ask you, Brian Colley, what would have had to happen for you to take your shirt off during the course of a game? Are we talking state championship, like winning the lottery? What are we talking? What what does does it take for you to have had that same celebration that Coach Musselman had? Oh, it'd probably take a lot of money. <laughs> uh, more than just winning a game, I would guess. But uh, yeah, I, I found it uh, I found it strange that he went and and, and did that because uh, he was there before, and um, yeah, but. Yeah, 
people uh, celebrate different ways and more power to them, I guess, if he can do that. Tennessee defeats Duke 65-52 to in a game that, look, I was pleased with the result, right? I'm not a fan of Duke. I was happy that Tennessee moved on. But that was not a very aesthetically pleasing game to watch. Tennessee decided from the early minutes, we're going to turn this into football. And we're going to make this a rugby game. We're going to make this ugly. There's going to be a lot of fouls in the game. Or hell, the way that the the officials called it, there's not going to be a lot of fouls in the game. But we're going to play a rough and physical style. We're going to turn this into a messy game and a nasty game. And it worked. But brother, I don't like whenever a game's that physical. I like physicality. I like contact. But I don't know that I like it that much, man. Tennessee just lined up and said, hey, we're not playing basketball today. We're playing rugby. Deal with it. And it worked for them. They won. But, boy, isn't it crazy that if the crew would have called that game a whole different way, the whole result could have been different. If they play that same style the next game, all their starters may be filed out. It's just crazy how the style of officiating in a game can influence the game so heavily. Yeah, and it, it kind of makes you think, too, if, uh, if Tennessee knew the officials going in, but they may, may have done some research and said, well, these officials uh, let you play a little bit more than other officials. And I don't know if that had a... Uh, effect on the game plan that they wanted to put in place, but it did work out for them. And, uh, I was kind of surprised with the results of that game because I thought uh, Duke was playing well. Uh, Tennessee really wasn't. I, I don't find was playing that great, and uh, I, I was a little shocked with uh, Tennessee beating them. You know what's interesting, bro, is that in today's day and age where it's NIL and it's transfer portal and it's you know, you got to be supposedly a young coach and you got to be hip and you got to take your shirt off and go dance in the stands. All these things that you're supposed to have to be able to do to quote unquote relate to players today. I say all that to say I'm watching Michigan State with old school Tom Izzo and they're playing hard defense and they're competing and they're fighting. And guess what? They're still in the dance. And guess what? Vegas says they're favored to win their Sweet 16 game, too. It's an old school way, it's a different approach. But Tom Izzo's team has allowed 62 points in game one. They've allowed 60 points in game two. They're locking you up. They're playing hard. They're competing. And look, man, if we had to reseed the teams today, I know they were number seven seed coming in, but if we had to reseed the teams today, I would see them as one of the teams that has the best chance because, as we talked about Saturday, if you defend, you've got a chance. And, boy, are they locking up their opponents right now. Yeah, look, it's it's, it's uh <clears throat> Of uh, knowing your program, and uh, Coach Izzo's been there for years, and he's got an established program. And you know, people want to say old school coaching, uh, new school coaching, but well, old school is still school, you know. And uh, it's a way of getting it done. And I, I just you have your program; it's established. Uh, you're not going to see him like you know going crazy, taking his shirt off and all on the sideline. But uh, some of these uh, younger coaches or newer coaches coming in. Uh, that's how I guess, like you mentioned, relate to their players. But uh, Coach Izzo does it, you know, old school way, I guess. And uh, people bought into his system, and that's the that's the thing. When you got kids buying into your system, you can uh, you can go a long ways. The LSU women are still alive. They're in the Sweet 16 over in the other bracket. They get a decisive win over Hawaii, and then frankly, they shocked me. They put it on Michigan hard yesterday, 66 to 42. I'm not going to lie, when the brackets came out, I was very worried about that game with Michigan. And I even said on this show last week, hey, I'm more worried about the Michigan game than I am about the Utah game, which is coming up next. Because I look at some of Utah's common opponents with LSU, 
LSU's beating those teams by way more than what Utah is, so I think the Tigers will be favored in their next one. But boy, it just goes to show. Coach Mulkey, year two in the program. Coach Mulkey is polarizing. Some people like her, some people don't. Uh, but you cannot deny the fact that she's got 30 wins in her second season at LSU. They're 30 and two. They should probably be seated higher than number three right now in their bracket. Angel Reese is playing well. If they could just get a little bit from the outside, they can make it to the final four, man. Their defense is locking people down. They're playing really well right now. Yeah, and look, it's it's such an interesting take where Coach Mulkey had pretty much all season where her message to her team, and I guess it's going to the, uh, their fan base, is we're not supposed to be here right now. How many times she's saying we're not supposed to beat a Tennessee team, you know, to go ahead and beat them that first game? So they going into this tournament, I guess, with maybe uh, with no pressure on them with the fact where, heck, our coach is telling us we're not supposed to be here. So the pressure could be off of them, and they can play maybe a little more relaxed, and you might see them advance a little bit further than what people would have thought they would have at the beginning of the tournament. You know what's interesting about them, man, is you know about probably about ten or so years ago, and, and and I'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys very quickly, and then I'll relay it back to LSU women's basketball. About ten years ago, the Cowboys realized, hey, these defenses are getting smaller because teams are throwing the ball. So that's when they built up their offensive line. That's when they drafted Ezekiel Elliott. And they started running it down people's throats, and they had a lot of success doing so. The Ezekiel LH rookie year, they went 13-3. and I think LSU's realized that, hey, like these teams are playing more guards. They're wanting to shoot three-pointers. Teams are getting smaller. Let's dominate on the inside. LSU out-rebounded Michigan 46-26 to yesterday. They got 22 offensive rebounds to Michigan's five. And that's the one thing that's interesting is that at a time where rebounding usually doesn't even get talked about anymore and it's more three-point shooting and and how can you switch on pick and rolls on defense and how versatile are you do you have players that you could defend one through five coach Mulkey says nope I'm playing the center I'm putting her ass in the middle of the paint you're gonna have to out rebound us if not we're gonna shoot until we make it and right now for LSU it's working they're 30 and two yeah look you find your identity of your team and uh coach Mulkey I guess you coming in, what she wanted to get done with offense, and you recruit and bring in players that can get that job done. So uh, you may see more post players coming in the future for for the Lady Tigers, and uh, just just I mean what what Coach Walker has done in the past couple of years is uh, the turnaround, how quick it happened is just amazing. I have a listener who wants me to ask you a question before we get off the air. Mr. Billy Joe Brune wants me to ask you your thoughts on the Will Wade hire at McNeese State University. Uh, I think it's, uh, for McNeese, I think it's a great hire because you bring in somebody in that's going to come in and recruit. Uh, with the baggage that he has, a lot of these coaches are getting second chances. They have a lot of baggage going to other places and have success. Uh, I mean, Rick Pitino, look what he's doing. Uh, and you're going to see him probably get a, a, a big job coming up soon. So I think uh, it's a great hire for him. Uh, it's just if McNeese can come out in front and stay on top of this and, like, they, you know, already suspended him for the first couple of games of the season, you know, letting people know, look, we're aware of what happened. It's in the past. 
suspend them for whatever. But I think it's uh, but McNeese State. I think it's a it's a, a great hire, and time will tell exactly uh, you know how it's going to work out. But overall, I think uh, McNeese did good, and you're going to see um, a lot of recruits coming in now, and uh, especially in the Southland, he's going to compete uh, right away. And you know what's crazy uh, is that. You know, there are rumors that Nichols will be without coach. So we know McNeese has a new coach. Northwestern's going to have a new coach. Texas A&M Corpus Christi, their coach just left. Like, everybody in the Southland Conference is going to have a new coach. So usually you would say, oh, lack of experience. Maybe it'll take a year or two. Everybody that's at the top is going to have a new guy, it feels like. So, man, maybe they can turn it around and win in year one. Look, with with the transfer portal portal and all this, and – uh, I think you can. And, uh, look, the LSU women, are, they're proving it right now. So uh, I think you can turn around a lot quicker than in years past. And uh, Will Wade's going to have to walk a tight line now for, for sure. I mean, people are going to be watching. And But if uh, he brings in recruits and they win early, uh, people will forget real quick what happened. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your day, Pod, and see you tomorrow. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep, that is Coach Brian Colley with the South Lafouche High School Athletic Department. He's the AD out there doing a good job, as always. Loved his thoughts about the NCAA tournament and some of the different things that are happening on campus. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we are going to talk about the NCAA tournament and some other things that come to mind. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. We thank Coach Brian Colley for the time. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. We're officially in our lunchtime hour. We want to send some attaboys to the Blue Boot Foundation. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. And also Reggie Lede, Greater Lafouche Port Commission Seat E is a candidate for that. Early voting has ended, but the election is Saturday. So, regular day, Greater Lafourche Port Commission seat E candidate. Um, let's talk some college baseball in this segment of the show. Um, this weekend you had what I think was a good and bad weekend for LSU baseball. The good, I think, is that you showed. You are far and away the most talented team in the entire country. <clears throat> There's no pitching staff in the country that's going to consistently get your guys out. You scored, as a result, 27 runs in three games on the road against a top 15 program in Texas A&M. I think you showed that the hype is real and that the people who are saying oh they're only winning games because they're playing they're not playing nobody they're playing central connecticut state they're playing southern they're, those people are, are clowns you're you're legitimately that good you've got that much talent you're the most talented team in the country and as a result you do go what you got do what you got to do you win the series you win 2 of 3 and you set yourself up for the next weekend series against arkansas who's the number six team in the country, and it'll be another showdown series, this time at the box. Should be wild, should be rowdy, should be a whole hell of a lot of fun. That's the first thing. That's the good. Another part of the good, like you've got the best pitcher in America. Like Let's be honest with it, you've got the best pitcher in America. Paul Skeens is the best pitcher in the country. It's going to be extremely difficult for anybody to consistently hit him. He had 11 strikeouts, six and a third innings, allowed five hits. He was unbelievably good. He only had one wild pitch, no walks. He's locating. He's throwing strikes. He's striking out everybody. You've got the best pitcher in the country. You're going to be heavily favored every single Friday night because you've got the best pitcher in the country. All of those things add up to you being a legitimate number one team in the country sitting with an 18-2 and record. Now the bat. You've got a little bit of Mike Tyson in you. It's a little bit of Mike Tyson there. What I mean by that is, look, Mike Tyson was amazing. Mike Tyson was a multi-time world champion. Mike Tyson is still to this day known as one of the most exciting, most marketable fighters, entertainers in the entire world, in the history of sports. But if you punched him back, 
Ah, he was kind of kind of a wuss. You kind of beat up on him if you punched him back. If he didn't knock you out in the first two or three rounds, he didn't knock you out at all, and more likely than not, you would knock him out. There was a little bit of that in Mike Tyson. I'm afraid there's a little bit of that in LSU baseball right now. If the game gets close late, I am fearful of the team that doesn't yet have defined roles in the bullpen. I am fearful of the team that struggles and strains a lot of runners on base, struggles sometimes with timely and clutch hitting. And I'm fearful of the team that frankly just is not in that situation often because of how dominant they are. Yesterday, you gave away a game against Texas A&M that you should have won. You had a 6-4 to lead going into the bottom of the eighth inning. You've got to win that game. <clears throat> but, you know, you don't know what you got. Is Chase Shores your closer? Is Christian Little your closer? Why are we throwing Riley Cooper every game? He can't get anybody. Like, you don't know your roles in the bullpen. And as a result, your bullpen gets kicked around, gets mashed up. You allow four runs in the eighth. A&M comes back. They beat you eight to six. You kind of give one away. So that's the concern, right? Like, we see the reason for optimism this weekend. We see the fact that you're going to score on everybody that you face. We see the fact that your offense, without really hitting a whole lot of home runs, is capable of scoring a lot. We see that one through nine, you've got a dangerous lineup, a lineup that's going to give fits to every pitching staff that it faces. But then on the flip side, as I said here, you do see that, hey, if it's a three to two game in the eighth, or, you know, three to two may be unlikely against this offense. But hell, if it's a seven to six game late and it's the seventh inning, how are you going to get those last nine outs? Who's going to come in and pitch and lock it down, shut the door, slam it shut? Who's going to do that for you? <clears throat> because the guys that you used yesterday are walking people, are hitting people, throwing behind people. Falling behind 2-0 to everybody. Boy, yesterday's game, that was the thing that drove me nuts. Thatcher heard your starter. He was behind 2-0 to everybody. Chase Shores comes in. He's behind 2-1, 2-0 to everybody. Riley Cooper, I don't think he's an SEC arm. He's throwing, you know, 80s. I don't know that why he's out there, but he couldn't get anybody out. He's walking people, couldn't get anybody out. Christian Little comes in in an inning. He walks two people, hits a guy. Like, you've got... Dudes who are falling behind in the count to everyone. And here's the thing, bro. I don't care how nasty your stuff is. I don't care how much run your ball has. I don't care how much your your cut fastball moves. I don't care how good your slider is, how nasty your slider is. If you're behind 2-0, you know what you're throwing? Your ass is throwing a fastball. And you know where you're throwing it? You're throwing it right down the middle. And you know what happens when you throw fastballs right down the middle to SEC hitters? They hit it. And most of the times, they hit it hard. And that's what happened this weekend on Sunday, yesterday, as A&M hit it hard late in the game because LSU was unable to throw strikes. Now, with that having been said, it's not a pessimistic take. It's not a pessimistic outlook. I think that LSU is the best team in the country. But we saw yesterday what could potentially keep them from from getting to where they want to go, and it is the depth of their pitching staff. If they could find somebody on the staff that could consistently go five and a third innings and allow two or three runs on a Saturday, 
that will shorten up the amount of time that they have to use their bullpen in these SEC weekends, you're looking at a team that is going to be capable of doing big damage, that is going to be capable of knocking out their competition, Mike Tyson style, knocking out everybody that they play. But if you get the flip side and you saw what we saw this past weekend where Skeens is incredible, and then the other starters are getting chased after a couple innings, and then you got to use the bullpen for six, seven innings a game. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Ty Floyd didn't pass the first test. Didn't pass the first test. And your starter yesterday, uh, the uh, Thatcher Hurd, didn't pass the first test. Both of those guys couldn't get into the middle innings. They got chased from the game early in the game. <clears throat> and if that continues... You're going to have some issues with burnout in your pen, and you're going to have some issues where you're going to get hard and get hit hard. It's going to put a lot of pressure on your offense to have to consistently score. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk about the NCAA tournament. It's been madness. It's been chaos. Talk about all that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hi, my name is Reggie Day. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepour Commission CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Oh boy, it's madness. The NCAA tournament has been crazy over the last couple of days. We've got 16 teams left, and we'll break it down in the South Regional. We've got Alabama and San Diego State. That's a one versus five. We've got Creighton versus Princeton. That's a six versus 15. Yes, 15. You got Princeton, who may be playing as well as anyone in the entire tournament right now. They get a 15 point win against Missouri. Out in the Midwest, you've got number one, Houston, who will be taking on number five, Miami. You got number two, Texas, taking on number three, Xavier. So that bracket's actually held up. The East Regional, you've got number nine, uh, Florida Atlantic, who will be taking on number four, Tennessee. Number three, Kansas State, who will be taking on number seven, Michigan State. And then you got the uh, West Regional, where you got number eight, Arkansas, who will be taking on number four, UConn. And then, boy, wild West Coast matchup. Number two, UCLA will be taking on number three, Gonzaga. That'll be your Sweet 16 matchup. So let's talk about the tournament so far. Um, here's the thing, man. This is why this has been interesting, entertaining, exciting, whatever adjective you want to use. Most of the time in the NCAA tournament, when a 15 seed beats a two or a 14 seed beats a three or a nine seed beats a one or whatever it may be, whatever we've seen over the last couple of days, a 16 beating one, whatever it may be. Most of the time when we see that, it's because the better seeded team, aka the team that's expected to win, plays really poorly. Or a guy gets in foul trouble or a guy gets hurt or most of the time there's, we'll call them excuses, I guess, right? But it's a legitimate excuse and the win is, the win is kind of a fluke, right? Most of the time that's the case. In this year's NCAA tournament, however, the big dogs that are winning games are just lining up and are just winning games. There's no fluke about it. They're just lining up and playing better. Like, I can't discredit the fact that Princeton beat Arizona 59-55 to and call it a fluke when they then parlay that in their next game and beat Missouri by 15. No, man. Princeton's just playing well. They're playing like one of the 16 best teams in the country. I can't discredit Fairleigh Dickinson for beating Purdue 63-58 to when they come back and challenge the hell out of Florida Atlantic in the very next game and only lose by 8 in a game that they were favored to lose by 17. Fairleigh Dickinson just played well. Arkansas beat Kansas. They're just playing well. They're playing at a high level right now. Michigan State beat Marquette. They're playing well. They're playing at a very high level. They're guarding. They're playing great defense. So that's the thing to me. <laughs> is that these elite teams, these elite-seeded teams, and again, it's something that we talked about throughout the entire college basketball season, 
they're more vulnerable than ever before. In years past, if you had a great North Carolina team, for example, I'm going to use North Carolina because they're easy to pick on because they're not in the tournament this year. But if you had one of the great North Carolina National Championship teams, in fact, let's Google it right now. North Carolina National Championship Basketball Team. So we see that North Carolina won it in 2009. So we go 2009 North Carolina basketball roster. Okay. This was the North Carolina men's basketball roster in the year that they won it all. You had Marcus Ginyard, who played pro. Bobby Frazier was solid. Ty Lawson, Larry Drew, Will Graves, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Ed Davis, Tyler Zeller, Tyler Hansborough. Like, you had dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes. These teams were so deep. We're so talented. We're so gifted that if you lined them up against Columbia or Fairleigh Dickinson or whatever 16 seed that you wanted to line them up against, you had absolutely no chance because of the sheer talent on those rosters. That North Carolina team that I'm talking about had seven guys go to the NBA. But today, the talent is more spread out. And another thing that that Carolina team had is seniors. Danny Green was a senior. Ty Lawson, a junior. Ellington, a junior. Hansborough, a senior. Had experience. They were grown men. Now, you see the talent more spread out because of the portal, because of NIL, it's level the playing field. Another thing that you see is that teams are um, at a disadvantage because they're facing teams that are older than they are, that are more experienced than they are, right? Like if you line up Duke against Princeton, now, I understand that they're not going to match up because of the way the brackets fell. Duke's eliminated Princeton still in there, and that's not how the brackets were aligned anyway. But if you line up Duke with Princeton, or hell, Arizona with Princeton, Arizona will have a lot of one-and-dones. They will have a lot of guys who are two-and-done. Princeton's going to have a lot of four, five, maybe even six-year players. <clears throat> Think about that. That's 18- and 19-year-olds, maybe 20-year-olds, facing 23- and 24-year-olds. That's like facing, that's like taking the best U8 biddy team and going face like an 11 or 12 year old biddy team. Of course, the older boys, I don't care what potential the eight year old boys have. I don't care how gifted they are. I don't care how good they're going to be when they are 11 and 12. But right now, they're still eight. They're younger. They're less mature. They're less physically and mentally able to handle adversity. Those 11 and 12 year old boys are going to have an advantage. And that's what we're seeing is that some of these Cinderella teams, Princeton and Michigan State's a veteran team, like these more experienced teams have an advantage over the more talented younger teams. And in any one game, they're able to handle the physicality. They're able to mentally handle the pressure and they're able to score some upsets as a result. So I really think that the challenge going forward for these big premier blue chip programs is going to be this. I think you're going to need to have the best of both worlds. I think you're going to want to have the big four and five star top 10, top 15 players in the country. Those players are difference makers, right? Kevin Durant played college basketball and was absurdly good. 
Michael Beasley played college basketball and was absurd. Buddy Heald played college basketball and was absurd. You want those players. But I think you also want to get yourself some three and some four stars, some guys who are going to be around for a while. Some guys who are going to make it to their junior year. Some guys who are going to be some role players. Some guys who are going to be content in their position. Who are going to be content taking charges, getting rebounds, doing the the gritty, gutty work. And I think you're going to have to have a little bit of both. Because if you don't, and you just line up your roster with all all Americans and all you know one and done and all guys that are <clears throat> by the time they're legally able to drink alcohol they're all going to be in the NBA. You're lacking a maturity, and you're lacking a consistency, and it puts you at a disadvantage when you're trying to then win five games in a row and win the NCAA tournament. So that to me is the biggest reason why we're seeing more upsets. That to me is the biggest reason why there's more parity in the sport. And uh, it's going to be fun to see how this shakes out. Now, to me, I picked Alabama before the tournament to win the championship. I still think that they're going to. They've got elite scoring, and I think that elite scoring is hard to defend because they could make shots against good defense. Like, that's a luxury in college basketball where you're able to play zone and you're able to be a little more physical. I like the team that is able to score on good defense because I like knowing that in the next game against San Diego State, there may, may be seven, eight times in the game where San Diego State does everything right on defense and it just doesn't matter because Alabama is going to have an elite athlete who's going to be able to go up over the top of that defense and score in traffic. I like knowing that that's in my back pocket and that's what Alabama's working with that I don't know that anybody else in the country is working with. Houston, on the flip side, has the opposite. <clears throat> They've got the elite-level defense going for them where they can maybe take a good offense that scores 90 points a game and hold them to 75 or whatever it may be. But whereas back in the day, all oh, defense wins championships, I think now in the NBA and also in college basketball, now I favor the offense. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm a fool. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe, you know coaches around the country are hearing this and they're turning over and saying, man, you don't know what you're talking about, just clear. But I watched the Golden State Warriors play and win championships. They're not guarding. They're scoring. And I think that you have to be able to score at an elite level. You have to be able to face elite defensive teams and score over the top of them to win big. And I think that I favor the team with the best offense right now. And I think the best offense belongs to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Though, I will add this with a caveat. The team that I think plays the best and the most together is Texas. We get lost in the shuffle of talking about Alabama and Houston. They're the two number one seeds left. We get lost in the shuffle of talking about Princeton and Michigan State and all the Cinderella's, Florida Atlantic. We get lost talking about all that. Texas has a really good shot to maybe cut down the nets. They won the first game 81-61 against Colgate. They beat a really good Penn State team 71-66. They're now taking on Xavier. Texas plays with a togetherness that I think matters at this time of the year. A lot of these teams, the ball gets sticky. They start shooting bad shots and start looking around trying to figure out what's going on. Why are we not? Texas has a togetherness about them that I think makes them a dangerous team. And I also like the fact that they have three, four, five, maybe even six guys at times that could be their leading scorer. 
So you can't just say, all right, I'm going to box and one this guy. We're going to take him away. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Hell, yesterday, they got a ton of points. A ton of points. 28 points from their fourth leading scorer, a guy who averages nine points a game. So that's the thing in the NCAA tournament is I like teams that could score over elite defense, and I like teams that are difficult to game plan for. Because you get these elite coaches like Tom Izzo, like Coach K back in the day, Roy, Roy Williams back in the day, Mark Few, Musselman. You get these elite coaches, and you give them all week, and you tell them all you got to do is watch film of one opponent. They're going to find everything that you do. And if you've got any flaw or anything that could be taken away, they're going to take it away from you. So I like the teams that are diverse, the teams that could hit you in a bunch of different directions, and that's why I think Texas is a sleeper in this thing, a team that can maybe even win it all. Because I'm looking at a roster that has four guys averaging double figures, their fifth, their fifth leading score averages nine, and their fifth leading score yesterday almost scored 30. There's not very many teams in America that their fifth leading score could score 28 points in a single elimination tournament game. That's what Texas is working with, and it was very impressive to see. Let's catch a break. Get back out of the break. We'll get our W's and L's. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. I'm Dean Sabo, candidate for Great Lafourchport Commission CD. A lifelong resident of the 10th Ward, retired from Lafourche Parish Sheriff's Office in 2021 with 37 years of law enforcement. My first goal is to increase the depth of Bell Pass Channel. This will diversify the port, creating jobs and good-paying salaries for all people in our community. Growing opportunities will provide a better quality of life for our residents. Please vote for me on March 25th, paid for by the Dean Savoy Campaign Fund. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff. On the back road, 325-1000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. 
like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully, the neighbor who gives you a jump start, and the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got our W's and our L's here on this pollen-filled Monday. It's a beautiful day outside, but boy, I you guys probably can't tell, but it really hasn't happened much since I've been on the air. Boy, during the commercials, man, it's it's been rough. Sneezing and oh, it's been rough. If you guys are fighting the same things that I'm fighting, hope that it's going better for you than it is going for me, because it has been a struggle over the last few days. We're trying to make it happen. I'm trying to find a cure, a remedy. Um, what do I got to do? People are telling me saline solutions and Zyrtec and different things. I don't know, man. I got to figure something out because I, I'm i holding on to my breath, man. I haven't been able to breathe for two and a half weeks. Turning blue over here. Get our W's and L's. Our first W goes to Team USA, the World Baseball Classic. I was wrong, right? I like to brag. I like to take credit when I'm right. I like to boast and I like to you know rub it in your faces whenever I'm right. I was wrong. I thought Team USA at the World Baseball Classic was dead in the water. I've watched them play early round games, thought they were a lame duck. They have found a switch and found a gear that is very impressive. The United States is now in the finals of the World Baseball Classic, awaiting the winner between Mexico and Japan. They blasted Cuba yesterday, put it on them hard, got a gutsy win over Venezuela the United States has proven me wrong, and I'm happy for it. They are playing with a little more zest, a little more life. Trey Turner hits a huge grand slam to power them past Venezuela. Um, excellent wins for the United States. Excellent push for the United States. It's great to see the Americans competing with the same oomph and enthusiasm as the other countries. We're the United States of America. <clears throat> We've got far and away the most major league players of any country. We should be the best team in this tournament. And I get it. We get enamored with star power. The other team's got, you know, the Otani, and the other team's got this guy and that guy. They don't have the depth that we got. We should be better than everyone else in this tournament. There, Every other roster in this event, by the time you get to the last guy on the roster, you're looking at a dude who's either washed up or who is a has-been or who's a never-was or whatever you want to use, whatever adjective or phrase you want to use, and it counts for all of them. Every other team in the tournament. The United States doesn't have that. Everybody in the tournament for them that's out there is dudes that are playing and are playing at a high level at the MLB ranks. They don't have any AAA guys. They don't have any minor league players. 
We're playing at a high level. We're doing what we got to do. They get a W. They're proving me wrong. And L goes to the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament Selection Committee. For whatever reason, the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament Selection Committee didn't value the SEC. Don't know why. Um, They were wrong. <laughs> number 11 seed Mississippi State won an opening round game and almost upset number 3 Notre Dame. They should have been seeded better. Number 1 South Carolina, of course, is the best team in the country. Number 8 Ole Miss wins an opening round game by 20-plus over 9 seed Gonzaga and upsets number 1 Stanford. <clears throat> they should have been seeded better. <clears throat> Let's see what else. Where else we could point to. Alabama was a 10 seed. They lost a close game to Baylor. That's a name brand program. Tennessee's still alive. They're going to go to the Sweet 16 today. They probably should have been seeded better. LSU's a number three seed despite only having two losses, and both of their losses came to teams who were also in the NCAA tournament. L- <coughs> Excuse me. LSU should have been seeded better. They're facing a Utah team in the next round, a Utah team that. If you look at common opponents, LSU has fared better against all of the common opponents than the Utes have. LSU should be the two seed in this bracket. Instead, they're the three seed. It doesn't matter, right? You're still facing the same opponent. But it, it, the fact remains, the committee, for whatever reason, thought that the SEC was trash. The SEC is not trash. The SEC has a great chance to make it to the Final Four multiple times. The SEC has a great chance to win the national championship. And the SEC has a team in Ole Miss that disrupted and blew up your bracket, knocking Stanford out of the tournament. I think LSU's got a great chance to make the Final Four. I really do. I think that they should be favored against Utah pretty heavily. And I know you're going to say, oh, you know, Utah's the number two seed. Why? How could you be so confident? How could you be so sure? <clears throat> Let me tell you how I could be so confident and how I could be so sure. Let's pull it up here. I think that when you look at the common opponents that the two teams have faced, LSU is markedly better than Utah. I haven't dug into like matchups and everything like that. I don't know, you know, how does Utah defend the post? How does Utah rebound? I haven't dug that deeply into it, but I could tell you this. If you just look at the teams that LSU has played and you look at the teams that Utah has played and you look at the common opponents, which is what I'm about to break down for you now, LSU has an advantage in every single way. Utah played Alabama, beat them by seven, okay? LSU played Alabama, beat them by 28. Utah played them on a neutral side. LSU went to Tuscaloosa. Utah played Ole Miss, beat them by two. LSU played Ole Miss, beat them by nine. Okay, that's another plus for LSU. Utah played Oregon State. Needed overtime. Oregon State's not good at all. Needed overtime, 75-73. to 73. LSU played Oregon State, beat them by 32. So, like, I'm looking at these matchups, and they're favoring the Lady Tigers in every single last direction. And I don't know what the line is for the game. I'm clicking on it, and I'm trying to look and see it. I don't think it's been set yet. But if LSU's not like a double, not double digit, but like a seven-point favorite against Utah, I'm probably taking it. Every common task that the teams have had, LSU has fared better. Everyone. Everyone. W goes to Kim Mulkey for all the same reasons that we're just talking about. LSU's not supposed to be here, but they are. 
They're competing at a high level. They're playing well. They're rebounding well. They're doing the things that they have to do. They're still alive. Kim Mulkey gets a W. <clears throat> and L goes to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. No one v- overvalues his ability more than C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Johnson was offered a multi-year deal by the New Orleans Saints. Told him, nah, I'm worth more than that. Got traded to the Eagles. Got offered a multi-year deal by the Eagles. Ah, I'm worth way more than that. Is now lying on a one-year deal worth $8 million. (laughs) CJ, they're not all lying to you, bro. My advice to you would be play for Detroit, have a nice season. Then take the three or four year deal either from Detroit or somewhere else. This whole, oh, I'm going to bet on myself. They're all wrong. I'm worth wait. No. Because what's going to end up happening, bro, is you're going to end up having a bad year or you're going to get hurt. And then the big money that you're hoping for down the road is never going to come. So be wise and understand that the whole rest of the world is not lying to you. If they say that you're worth just $10 million a year, that's what you're worth. <clears throat> I get that you think you're worth $15 million a year, and I'm just making up random numbers. I don't know what he thinks he's worth. But there's apparently a big divide there. And I appreciate the confidence. But the 32 teams are not lying to you, bro. Give yourself some long-term stability and settle somewhere. Because playing for a new team every year is going to make people think that you're the problem and not the rest of the league. Weekend W goes to Cinderella stories. There are a bunch of them. Princeton's still alive. Florida Atlantic's still alive. Michigan State's still alive. Up and down. Ole Miss is still alive on the women's side. There's any number of Cinderella stories to gravitate to, to take your pick from that you could pull for these different teams. And that's a good thing about the NCAA tournament. I'm not a huge fan of big upsets because I like watching the best of the best at the end. But there are a lot of Cinderella stories to choose from. Weekend L goes to Jose Altuve while playing in the World Baseball Classic. He got hit by a pitch, broke his thumb. He's going to miss 8 to 10 weeks. So the Astros are going to be without Altuve for about the first month and a half, two months of the year. That's an unfortunate injury, and we hope that he gets back soon. And I really hope, really hope, that these injuries that we're seeing at the World Baseball Classic are not going to deter people from playing in the future. Because I saw some some really dumb arguments over the weekend of, oh, we got to end the World Baseball Classic. Oh, these guys are getting hurt. Uh. <clears throat> First and foremost, where would if the <clears throat> if there were no World Baseball Classic, where would these guys be right now? What would they be doing? They would be playing baseball. They would be in spring training. So this idea that we're putting these guys in undue risk or harm or... <clears throat> no, you're every bit as... Li- and I can make the argument you're more likely to get hurt at spring training because in spring training, you're going to be facing some dude with an ERA of 50, whereas at the World Baseball Classic, you're going to be facing at least an elite-level talent who's less likely to hit you in the thumb. So, man, you could get hurt anywhere. Like, don't blame the tournament. Like, it's just part of the sport. 
Altuve could have just as easily gotten hurt in spring training. He could have just as easily got pulled a hamstring running the bases in spring training or got hit in the helmet or hit in the thumb or wherever it may be. Playing baseball is playing baseball. I don't care where you're doing it. I think the event is awesome, and I hope that this doesn't deter people from playing in the future. A W goes to Alabama basketball. They're the best team in the tournament. They're the best team that's left. Can they win every single game to win the championship? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But they cruised. They have been the only team so far that really hasn't been challenged. They've won blowout games in both games so far. Alabama looks sharp. Weekend L goes to Shaka Smart. There's no more overrated coach in America than Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart keeps getting regarded as being this big, bright basketball mind and revolutionary and this, that, and the other. Here's the dirty little secret. He don't win when it matters. Shaka Smart has been a coach for more than a decade. He's now coached 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 seasons. He's been past the second round into the Sweet 16 one time in 14 seasons. If you take away his Final Four run in 2010-2011, he is in his other 12 seasons, not ever been to the Sweet 16. And since 2013, he has won one NCAA tournament game. One. <clears throat> Marquette made it past the opening round, then gagged against Michigan State yesterday. And I laughed because during the game with four minutes left, the announcers are talking about, oh, It's a two-point game, and Marquette is so calm. They just did a breathing exercise during the timeout, and they showed the kids breathing together. And over the next four minutes, Michigan State beat the snot out of Marquette, so you could take your breathing exercise, and you could shine it up real nice, as The Rock would say, and you could stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I like guys who are a little more old school than the guys who are doing yoga in the huddle with the game on the line. That's part of the reason why your teams haven't made it it to the Sweet 16 since 2010. That's part of the reason why that your teams struggle when the going gets tough because your teams are soft. You are too new school, Shaka Smart. You get an L. Get out of here. Joel Embiid gets a W. The 76ers might be the best team in the entire NBA. Without James Harden and P.J. Tucker over the weekend. What? I thought it was illegal. I didn't think it was allowed to win games without your best players, right? That's what Pelican fans tell me all the time, right? Oh, Zion's back. That's the only reason why we're struggling. I thought it was illegal to win games without starters. Without two starters over the weekend, the 76ers beat the Indiana Pacers 141 to 121 and beat at 31 points, 10 to 15 shooting, only played three quarters. The 76ers are wide hot. They're beating everybody right now. They are all the way up to the two seed in the East, and they are making a move. Joel Embiid has scored 30 or more points in nine straight games. That is a record that only three or four centers in NBA history have. A weekend L goes to Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd disparaged Michael Jordan over the weekend and said that Michael Jordan would have no chance. Well, no, let me rephrase that. He said Michael Jordan failed as an owner, failed as a baseball player, And if not for Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson, would have failed as a player in the NBA. Colin, bro. (laughs) A, the fact that a random civilian decided in the middle stages of his life to just go and play baseball at a professional level 
and was a gifted enough athlete to hit like two-something against some of the best prospects in the world and was stealing bases against some of the best pitchers in the world? Because look, I get it. You're going to say, oh, they're minor leaguers. I challenge the average civilian. I challenge Cowley Cowherd. I challenge anybody sitting at their office desk right now to go get a hit on a double-A guy. They ain't happening. They're going to go 0 for, 0 for 500. Probably not even make contact. The fact that Michael was able to go cold turkey and play professional baseball and not stick out like a sore thumb as like, hey, this guy doesn't belong here like Tim Tebow did is actually incredible. Shame on him for not being able to, to make it to the major leagues, right? Something that only 0.000001% of the population could do. Shame on him for that. And here's the dirty little trick, Colin. Oh, he couldn't have won without Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. <laughs> kind of like how your career died once you left ESPN. We don't want to talk about that, though, do we? Since leaving ESPN, no one watches you. No one cares. You only go viral when you say ridiculous things like this because you know it's the only way that you could go viral. But when you say meaningful things, no one's watching because no one watches your show. But that's neither here nor there. Toodles. Weekend W goes to the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? They go and they get a big trade over the weekend. They get Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. They don't have to play the Odell Beckham game. They get a more proven, more reliable, more trustworthy receiver. You don't realize this until you go and look at the back of Brandon Cooks' baseball card. How good Brandon Cooks is. I didn't re- look. I wake up on Saturday, Sunday morning, whatever day it was, and I see, hey, Cowboys traded for Brandon Cooks. I'm like, oh, yawn. You know, that's just an average player. And then you realize he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, a thousand yard seasons. <clears throat> like he's been incredible. He's been very good, and he's going to help the Cowboys a lot. That was a great get for Jerry and crew. And a weekend L goes to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's still talking about he's not hiring an agent and boo-hoo, why doesn't anybody want me? Bro, you're mismanaging your career. Um, You're mismanaging your career. Like, it's sad to see. He's making terrible decisions that are hurting his long-term future. I hope he gets the big deal that he, that he wants. I think it would be detrimental to Baltimore. I don't think he deserves it, but I think it would be detrimental to Baltimore. But just for him as a person, I hope it works out for him. But if I and Joe Blow on the street could see, like, it ain't happening, maybe you should hire somebody to represent you, bro. Just go ahead and pay that 10%. Maybe you should hire some help. But doing things your way, doing things alone, it's the reason why you don't have a deal. It's part of the reason why you don't have a deal. There's no negotiation. You're not capable of negotiating with a billionaire owner, Lamar. There are people who get paid to do this stuff. Let them do their jobs. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepour Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, 
I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. I probably shouldn't have gone to that last break because this is going to be a super short betting pick segment. So my bad and apologies in advance for that. But as play-by-play, we want to thank Coach Brian Colley for the time. And we do got about two minutes or so, so we'll do this pretty quickly. We, I like the 76ers and the Bulls to go over 225 today. 76er offense is just too good. Embiid and Harden, they get rolling that pick and roll. They start hitting shots from the outside. I think they'll score in the in the 120s. And I think that the game's going to go over. <clears throat> I like over 234 for the Pacers and the Hornets. The Pacers score, man. The Pacers got a really good offense. They play with a lot of tempo. So I like them to get the win there. In the NBA tonight, I like the uh, Jazz plus 6.5 to defend against the Kings. I don't know if they're going to win. I think they'll cover at home. I think they'll cover 6.5 against the Sacramento Kings. Tonight, World Baseball Classic. I like over eight and a half runs for Japan and Mexico. Japan could really pitch it, but I think that when you get to this level, at this stage in the game, I like 
Uh, I like there to be some offense. These teams are kind of worn out. The, the hitters are kind of catching up, getting their timing back. So I like some offense tonight in that one. Thanks to everybody for listening tomorrow. We'll try to have Stan Gravois on. Man, we've got some fun shows planned this week, and we hope that everybody will be tuned in to listen. Uh, take care. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow.